Sound effects in this podcast is brought to you by Festlian Studios, BattleBars.com, and Pro Sound, and some of them are made by the Dungeon Master himself. This show is R-rated, so everybody be advised. Hey guys, welcome back to Nordic D&D, the Ariana Saga. My name is John, and I am your host and narrator in this podcast. Last episode, we finished Hunter's Flashback, and now we're going to continue back to the live games. In this part, we're going to follow Sovan Wilferen, who has returned from the Shadowfell. He's played by my brother Trashtan Johansson, and Sovan's uh, Segway storyline is a one-on-one Dungeons & Dragons game. This is episode 15, guys. And I'm excited to show you what is going to happen today. But before we get to that, let's take a trip to Camp Lore. Amazing. These gods look very powerful. Intimidating must it be to go into the halls of the Mountain King. Was it beautiful to see? <laughs> Indeed. Like I said before, as beautiful as the outside look of the island are the halls inside. The entire hall itself is actually made out of the celestial rock, but it is shiny like black glass. The floor, the walls are all in black. The soldiers, however, have a shiny silver armor, the cleanest you have ever seen. There are so many of them, you can't see past them. And at the end of the halls, there he sits. The giant protector of Ariana in white armor, with a white staff, with a blue warp at one hand, and a large two-handed silver battle axe in the other, holding it single-handedly. He is a giant, remember. He has a long white beard and deep blue eyes, almost like they're glowing. How come there's not more heard about him and his adventures and what he has done for Ariana? And why is he not more up and about saving Ariana, using his columns, dragons and these silver soldiers? Easy now, boy. Easy. Well. No one knows, actually, and it is a good question, but in this case, I simply don't know. But he is chosen by Valera herself, so there must be a meaning behind it all, son. I just find it strange, Grandfather. Hmm, I understand. Why indeed? This was this episode's stop at Camp Lore. Before we continue, here's a little announcement from BattleBars.com. If you like cool sound effects like this... Then go to our homepage at potbean.nordicdnd.com, click on BattleBars.com and let them know Nordic D&D sent you. And yeah, I want to add that a lot of the music that I actually use in this podcast is actually from Fesslian Studios. 
and I would highly recommend using this material on festlinstudios.com so go check that material out and I must confess also that a lot of the sound effects I actually make myself they're homebrewed there are so many times when you're using some uh, sound effects and you just can't find exactly what you need and you just have to improvise and do it yourself with material uh, behind you or around you and yeah everything can be used anyway let's get back to the show in this episode, episode 15, we're going to continue Solman Wilferen. He has returned from a slumber where he has been into the Shadowfell. He doesn't know how long he's been gone. Nobody knows how long he's been gone. But let's see what happens as he returns more powerful than before. At this point, Sovan does not know exactly what is going on. Last, he was standing in the Shadowfell, overwhelmed by light and power from the mighty Asuran. He's floating in midair. His words flow around in his head. It is done. It is done. Go with Valdor. You have become. You have become last. The last. Then all of a sudden, Sovan gains consciousness. Okay. And as I wake up, I'll jump off the table. Then I'll just scream, Where am I? In confusion. And as you do so, you, you hear somebody running and opens a door because you've been moved into the back. Crashes open the door and there is Iris. Sovan! Iris! Oh my... What's... Where... What's happened? You have returned. You have become what you need to be. Come eat. You must eat. I will tell you later. And as you walk around, you see that the once broken shop has been completely fixed up. How? You have been away a long time, boy. For how long have I been? A couple of weeks. You were right. It felt like minutes, actually, down in the Shadowfell. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel, I feel a bit disoriented. Uh, of course. Come on, sit, sit, rest, rest, eat. We will talk in a minute. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh, ah, oh, my head hurts. Oh. What's happening? So as you're sitting there in uh, Iris's house, rebuilt, you're eating. She just sits staring at you with the biggest smile on her face, looking you deep in the eyes or forehead. Do you... I'll try to touch my forehead. Yeah, it has a scar. You, you feel it like it's not standing out. Like normal scars, it's like cut in, so you can you can feel like it's an open wound, but it's not an open wound. What? What is this? Boy, you now carry the mark of the missionaries. The missionaries. Uh, just one quick uh, comment. Do I remember everything from the Shadowfell? You remember everything from the Shadowfell, yeah. All right, proceed. She uh, looks at you and she. Sovan, can you show me the blade? And I'll conjure it. (laughs) 
My, it is beautiful. It is really amazing. And then she says, Umbra Mortis, the sword of Azran himself. I feel, I feel so much power. Like, it's, I feel like my skin's gonna burst anytime. Yes, it will fade these very much to get at once. But I feel the time has come for me to tell you about Asuran and the missionaries. Please, please tell me. <clears throat> she stands up, goes over to a shelf, takes a book off her shelves. It's very dusty. She dusts off and sits down. Okay, boy. The mightiest of the Azimar was Asuran Ayowin. He was the leader of the missionaries. He was sent by the god of light and life, Valra, to fight the darkness of Grimna that was covering Ariana in the Dark Age. They traveled all over the lands, teaching paladins, clerics to use divine magic to fight Grimna's scourge. They were extremely successful, and Grimna was on the retreat, and Azran got the highest of praise. But Azran was betrayed by his right hand, Cyrus Cree, the second in command. He grew jealous and wanted to be praised as Azran and to be as powerful. So he made an unholy deal with Grimna in exchange for his eternal servitude. Cyrus was to get the power from Grimna to become mightier than Asuran in exchange. He was to use this power to hunt down and kill all Azimar missionaries. Starting with Asuran, Cyrus accepted, and Grimna gave him a powerful red crystal blade designed to do just that. But Cyrus thought he was wise and tried to trick Grimna. He waited until Asuran and the other Asimar missionaries had pushed the darkness of Grimna on the ground. Thinking he had outsmarted Grimna to escape his part of the deal, for he had a plan of his own to just kill Asuran and then take his place as head of the missionaries. So he continued fighting the darkness alongside his brothers until Grimna's scourge was defeated. So Iris waited for the opportune moment when Asuran was alone. He then took the red crystal blade and struck him in the back. Asuran screamed so loud it is said it was heard all over Ariana. And as the crystal blade was launched into Asuran's flesh, shadow came out of the blade engulfing his body. So that the ones glowing Azima become grey in colour and then black 
overtaken by shadow. And Cyrus told him, I take your life and banish your soul to the place you hate the most, Azran. The shadow fell. And Azran uttered his words, So be it, Cyrus. But I bind my soul to my sword. And then he took the sword out of his quiver, <laughs> holding it up in the air. May my seed avenge this treachery. Hear my prayer, Valra. And as a shadow had covered Azuram, it started to cover the blade in his hand as well. And when the sword was almost completely gone except for the tip, and then a bright light covered the entire plain. his eyes from the light, almost blinding him. When he opened them again, the body of Azaran just lied there. He laughed. <laughs> you were too late, Azaran. His body started to evaporate like ash. Then, as Cyrus was to retrieve the blade, he saw the face of Grimna reflecting in it, and it exploded in his face. And he heard a faint laughter of Grimna. The broken crystal shards were buried into his face, and all his veins around no. the shards turned dark black, and he turned grey in colour. His once bright white wings turned dark black and a glow in his skin and eyes were gone. There was no way for Cyrus to hide what he had done now. So he was condemned by the remaining missionaries and they locked him away. In his captivities he was tormented by pains from the crystal shards and Grimna's heinous taunts and whispers of despair. Be gone, Grimna. The torture continued to the point. It completely broke Cyrus and he was no longer able to resist Grimna. Right. Right. Relieve me of this. I submit to your will, God of Death. Grimna. So? He gave in and swore to uphold his part of the deal. Then Grimna enslaved Cyrus to the darkness. Cyrus Creed, the fool who thought he could trick the god of death. Your soul is mine, eternal. <laughs> He had no longer will of his own. Grimna! Then Grimna released the full potential of the crystal shards that he was engulfed in power. And he broke out of captivity. Grimna! And the slaughter of the missionaries had begun. It is said that he massacred them all. 
and no champion of Valera was able to stop him. And when he completed his task, he was left with a cursed life with no purpose to wander the plains meaningless, hated by all, to forever regret trying to trick Grimna. So this is the story of Azuran, but one cannot mention Azuran without mentioning Cyrus. What you're saying is that I am the last missionary. You are the last missionaries, the chosen one. So I am the one to fight uh, Cyrus. That be it, yes. Or to bring him to justice. But that's not the only mission. No, Mon. Because signs of Grimna has been shown again on the earth. And I fear his return. But I, I, I feel this is too much for one man to handle. Yes, it is. That is why you must keep a low profile. Work silently in the shadows. Do not go against Cyrus by yourself. Leave that be. The more important thing is to stop Grimna from coming back to Ariana. And then she takes the cloth she once had in the box with the spear, not the tip of the sword. Uh, it's the same cloth that he had. she had the flower inside. And she opened it up and it had a text right. written in it, in Celestial. And she gives it to you. I'll try and read the text to see if I can decipher what's standing there. As you open the cloth, you can see that it's written in Celestial. And it says, to the last missionary, if the return of Grimna's scourge will come, you must find the Nocturnal Cree. The Nocturnal Cree is buried in the graveyard city of Voy. I have buried it there under the grave tomb of one Damien Obadiah. He lies where the unknown are buried, those who have no title. Underneath his tomb or grave lies a dungeon, and inside the book is. Okay. There's no say says I have to find the noc Nocturnal Cree. I the Nocturnal Cree. Wasn't Cyrus's last name Cree? That was his name. That is very strange. I have never seen this connection before. I've heard of the Nocturnal Cree because so many tried to open it but no one seemed to be able to do so. But we all think that maybe the chosen one will be able to do this. How? How would I open it? Just should I say anything, or just open it by force? Or no, you cannot. I do not know. But I think the biggest issue is just getting the book before Grimna gets his hands on it. Yeah. So I guess that's where my where my mission takes me. That will be your first mission, yes. Okay. But I think that you are very well to hide yourself in the young boy of Sovan, mighty Asimar. Use that to your advantage if you meet Cyrus. Yes. Thank you for your advice. I will do so. Go with Valera, my son. I'll go with Valera. Here. 
and she gives you uh, a potion of supreme healing. Thank you so much. You have done so much for me, Iris. This is what I am famous for. I I can never repay you. Thanks is just a poor man's word, but I am forever in your debt. And should trouble ever pave your way, do not hesitate to call me. It is all right, Sovan. Our destiny is intertwined. We do it for Ariana and for the god of light, Valra. For Valra. She just goes back into her room. Ooh, this is a lot to take in. What's the time right now? It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. In the afternoon, okay. How am I do? Do I feel rested? Well, it's not that you're tired. You're physically more exhausted than you are sleepy. Yeah, physically exhausted, maybe. I'll just ask Iris if it's okay if I just lay down here a couple of hours before before I go. Of course, my boy, you rest as long as you want. I have done my part. The rest is up to you. I will aid you in any way I can. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you, Iris. And so I'll, I'll go and rest for... I'll just take a long rest if I can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And when I uh, wake up again, I will bid my farewell to Iris. And I'll tell her that I'm thankful for everything, of course. And and that I'll be back someday. Go with the gods, especially Valra. Yes, I will. She waves you off, looks standing still until you are out of her sight. See you, Iris. Okay, so I'll ride for the city of Boy. Do I know where it is? You know where it is, yes. Um, it's on the, in the north side of East Morrow. A place that everybody knows about because people all around uh, East Morrow come and get buried there. Okay. So it's a f- very large place. Okay. Yeah, I'll go towards that location. Yeah, that location takes a couple of days to come there. Okay. But is, do you feel like your destination is straightforward to that place, I suppose? Yeah, I do not feel like I. I'm. I'm too caught up in the moment. I just want to. Uh, I just want to get this resolved, and uh, it's. F- I'm kind of a race against time because I have to get there before Cyrus does, or Grimna. Mm-hmm. So I'll actually try and do it as fast as I can. Hmm. Uh, there's been a couple of days when you uh, on your journey. Um, of course, you ra- you uh, can you roll me a survivals check to see how you do on rations? Yes. Uh, survival. That's a eleven. An eleven. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you come close to a city called Oak Village, you feel like you have to stop to replenish your rations. Yeah. Okay, I'll do exactly that. And how is the sleeping situation? Do I feel like I have to maybe get a bed? Or anything. Yeah, after a couple of days rest and sleeping on the ground, um, you will do good in resting. Yeah. So I think I'll do that. I don't want to be unprepared or underslept or anything. Uh, when I when I come to the town, I just want to be um, be fresh, you know. You come to uh, Oak Village, and uh, it's a small community of hunters. 
Um, there's a lot of people in, in, in look like rangers around there. So where where do you want to go? Well, I'll just you know head into the town and ask anyone I see about directions. Okay, and you're asking directions for the inn. Yeah, for the inn. Yeah, and you come past a, a young man standing. He just points. So go into Gre- Gregory Hunt's, uh, and he points over to an inn or a tavern there. Oh, well, thank you, sir. He just nods at you. I'll head for the inn. Okay. Um, as you come uh, to the inn, you see that the door is broken, and um, it's just hold holding up by uh, nails, just poorly fixed. But it's it's open. You can okay. So it it doesn't look like it's broken into or anything. It's just a broken door. No, no. It's just, it's just no. It has been broken, just briefly fixed. Okay. And there's not so many people in there right now. It's early. Yes. Well, I'll enter the uh, the building, and I'll head for the bar. The barkeeper is nowhere to be found at this moment. It's not. Is is the barkeeper uh, not there? No, there doesn't seem to be anyone inside right now. Oh. Or not by the desk. But there are people inside the inn. You're only a perception check. Alright. 16. Yeah. You don't see any people, but you hear some mumbling behind the desk. Okay. I'll gently uh, call them out. Hello? Is anyone here? And you hear this guy as he's coming from behind the desk. Damn. Damn. Uh, Tiefling. Bastards. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm coming. I'm coming. Hello? Uh, can... Am I coming at a bad time? No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. We just had, had some visitors just not so long ago. Pain in my ass. Uh, I, I don't mean to intrude or ask any rude questions, but did you mention tiefling? Yeah, there, there were a tiefling, two elves here not so long ago, and broke my door in. Oh, well that's unfortunate. I'm sorry, who are you? Uh, my name's Sylvan. Sorry. Nice to meet you, Sylvan. I'm just a bypasser. I'm looking for something to eat and somewhere to sleep. Okay, I can manage that for you. But do you know this tiefling and elves? No, nothing. I was just curious because I, tieflings are not very common in Ariana. They just sparked no, my interest. No, they, these these were assholes. To be honest, they broke my door, accusing me of all things. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's fine. They were not that wrong. They were after my son. After your son. Uh, never mind. I'll I'll. I'll yeah, it's okay. Never mind. I'll get the key. Uh, he's my son was a bad boy. Okay. Mm. Fine. And uh, here. Do you have anything edible? Yeah, of course. Um, we have some sausages. We haven't warmed up any uh, stews or stuff like that yet. Uh, some bread. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, could you give me a glass of water, maybe? Yeah, I'll get it. He walks around behind the desk. Grab some things like they were just like lying there. It doesn't take that long before he comes back, pouring up the water. And he says, that would be, well, if you give me one silver and five copper for the room and the food, that'll be fine. Oh, yeah, no problem. 
uh, got rummaging in my pocket. I'll take up two silver pieces and I'll say, here's uh, five copper as tip. This is very nice. Uh, thank you so oh, much. No, that's no problem. Thank you. Um, don't worry about it. Do you need anything else? No, no. If you don't mind, I'll just sit here quietly and uh, eat my lunch and then I'll just head up to my room. Okay, that's fine. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And then just leaves the desk, go back, goes back behind the counter. And as I'm eating, I will gently try and uh, see if I overhear anything. Can you roll a perception check? Yep. Ah, eight. No, you don't seem to notice anything. All right, well, that's fine. So I'll just eat and I'll go up to my room. And I'll try to get some sleep. So you sleep and you wake up at at the evening or at night. And as I wake up, I'll sit on my bed and I'll I'll summon my sword. Yes. It reappears. And I'll just, you know, like, place the tip on the ground. And I'll say a silent prayer to Valra and ask him to to guide me on this holy quest. And just just be with me in all, in all my endeavors. You, you feel that sense of warmth covering you again as you did before. But no word is spoken. I'll head up down, uh, downstairs. And I'll ask the barkeeper if he has two sausages that I can bring with me. Yeah, just a second. He's back and holds them, holds them in his hands between his fingers. Here you go. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'll grab them and leave uh, a silver piece on the counter and I'll just leave. Thank you kindly, sir. Takes the penny for himself. Can you roll a perception check? With sausages in my hands, I will head for a boy. Uh, uh, ten. Ten, okay. Yeah. No, you just go outside normally. You don't notice anything. How do you proceed? Oh, uh, well, I'll just go to my horse and uh, I'll ride for a boy. Yeah, so you just take off? Yeah, I'll take okay. off. Um, when you come a bit outside yeah. of the town, can you roll me another perceptions check? Yes, sir. That's a 10 again. Okay. Uh, suddenly, when you come a bit between some trees, um, you are jumped. <laughs> and make a dexterity saving throw. My dexterity saving throw is Okay, so you're not even pushed off your horse. Um, But you see this guy trying to uh, jump on you and grab you and and pull you off the horse, but you're really good lodged on. So he's actually sitting on the horse with you now. Okay. Roll niche two. Oh, damn. Ooh. Six. Six. That's not that good, you see. No. Okay. 
um, this guy sitting behind you on his this horse is still trying to push you off the horse. So I you need you Get to do off. a strength check against my strength. Or the guy's strength. Oh. Six. Okay, he now pushes you off the horse and knocks yeah. you to the ground. Yep. And you are off. That is his action, and then you see another one coming out. Alright. From among the trees, and he uh, says, Where's the thiefling and the elves? Holds a blade onto your neck. And he holds his action. By God, what's happening? Why are you doing this? Gregory Hahn said something about the thiefling and the... Elves? Yeah, elves. Elves! You mentioned them, didn't you? I just heard them talking about them. You don't know them, do you? I don't know anything. You sure? Are you lying? I'm absolutely sure. Why were you asking about them? Because I heard them talking about them inside the uh, inside the inn. They were in the kitchen. I was waiting to get my order done. And I heard something about a tiefling and an elf. Who are you and what is your business here? My name is Sovan Valfaren. I'm just passing by. Seems like a lie to me, doesn't it? Why on earth would I lie to you? Then the other one says, Take his money back. At least we get some money out of him. You're about to get robbed, boy. You certainly will not! Give me your money! It starts grabbing your money pouch, tries to take it out of your hand. Do you resist? Okay. I will... I will just summon my... Uh, I will summon my blade. Okay. Yes? And I'll just... As he's uh, trying to rob me, I guess his, he has lowered his sword. Yeah, he, yeah. And I'll, I'll just summon my blade and turn it against him and say, If you don't leave right now, I swear to God, I'll cut you. Roll an intimidation check. Uh, 27. Ah! Demon! And they both go running into the forest. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what's happening to this town so I'll just uh, you know check my pockets to see if they pickpocketed me or anything make a perception check 8 no they did not they didn't take anything from you alright is my horse still there yeah standing right beside you he wasn't that timid by it he's used to you by now okay I'll go back to the horse and carry on Off you go. When you come close to Void, which is a place you have heard about, you haven't been there before, luckily haven't buried any family members, but you see that around uh, the graveyard city are big towers. These towers have a purple crystal floating, hovering over, over them, and they are magical. There are four of them in each corner of the graveyard city. Especially over there where the graveyards are. Okay. How do I know they are magical? Oh, because they're hovering, of course. Of course, there's a crystal hovering yeah. over, uh, over them. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Um, if I... I do not have any... No. I will try and 
see if it's like a barricade and invisible um, wall uh, like these crystals are forming some kind of defense system how close are you to them when you do this i'll i'll get as close as i can to see if it hurts okay but um how do you check do you just put your hands out in the air or do you cast something or yeah i'll, I'll just put my hands out of the air i don't have anything okay. really it doesn't seem like anything is is happening okay I will walk into the graveyard then. Okay, as you come to the gates, uh, it is the walls around the city itself are white like marble. Okay. And the towers are white like marble as well. And the entrance is fenced like with steel spears. Okay, yeah. There's a sign on the door. Do not use any magic in this area or you will be struck by the guarding system. Hmm. Okay, I guess the... Okay. I get it. The door is open. I will walk in. Yeah. As you come inside, there is a house right by the entrance, like a wooden uh, shack, where there is light inside. Uh, at this time, when you have arrived in Voy, mm. it's about seven o'clock in the evening. Okay. Well, I'll just be my casual self and walk over to the house. Yes. And I'll knock on the door. As you knock on the door, you hear a chair moving from the inside. The <clears throat> it's not thick walled, so you, it, the noise is very easily. And you hear steps coming uh, closer, and the door opens. And there's an elderly man standing there with a big, wide beard. Good evening to you, sir. Hello. Who are you, if I may ask? And what's your business here? Uh, my name is Sovan Obadiah. Sovan Obadiah. I was wondering if you, because this is uh, the graves of the unknown. Can you just, for a second before we proceed, roll me a deceptions check? I will. Twelve. Okay. He just looks at you. Okay. And what is your business here, Obadiah? Uh, my great-great-grandfather, Damien Obadiah, lies here somewhere in the garden. And I was wondering if I could pay my visit. I'm just strolling through the town, and uh, I thought it might be fun to see where he lies, where he rests. Hmm. Okay. Will you come inside with me for a chat? Yeah, of course. Come inside. Sit down. Do you want something to eat? Alright. Uh, no, I just had to nice juicy sausages on the way here okay well they call me the keeper hello keeper i've been here a very long time and i know a lot of secrets going around this graveyard and i am the only one here who can cast magic without being struck by the towers so you are warned now tell me again why are you looking for damien obadiah all right like I said, he's my great-great-grandfather. Mm. And I just want to pay him a visit. Just to pay my respects. Then tell me, where does he lie? That's why I'm here. I do not know. The grave city is very large. And it's very hard for me to know if you don't know where he is. He is in the graves of the unknown. Ah. Because... I will narrow it down a little bit, but yeah... The graveyard city is like this, or the grave area, that 
in the middle we have the royal area where all the royal families are buried. It's the glorious one, the statues and the gold. To the north we have middle class people and to the west we have the lower class area. Problem is about the unknown, they are scattered all around and all between. And some of them, most of them, carry no name. So you've never come across um, Obadiah? I have come close to Obadiah, yes. I know about this grave and I know that Obadiah does not have any family members. Knowing family members, maybe. Boy, what are you trying to do here? I... Do you think you are ready for that what lies inside the grave? I'm sorry? Do you think you are capable of handling what lies underneath that grave? Pardon me, sir, but... Underneath? I know about the grave. No one lies in the grave of Abediah, Damien. It's... Kept away. And no one has ever spoken of the grave of Damien Obadiah since the missionaries were here. And that's been told to my ancestors for many years. By my fathers and his father's fathers and his father's father. So trust me, my boy. My curiosity has always been about Damien Obadiah's grave. The grave of the unknown. Oh, all right. I guess... What do you know about the missionaries? Like all knows, he, they were the one to help in the Dark Ages to stop the scourge of Grimna. They were the ones who taught the common folk here, clerics like myself and paladins around, how to use the magic of divinity. Alright. Um... Have you heard that there's a potential threat that Grimna might be resurfacing the Earth? Mm, it's hard to tell, because in the city of graves, sometimes that which is dead comes to life. And it is my job to make sure they stay in the graves. But it's always been like this, and I don't feel like it's been more going on now than before okay sir i'm i don't want to be wasting your time but have you heard that all the missionaries are gone of course you have i've heard the stories don't know if i believe them if i told you that i might be the last missionary would you believe me that depends but you have my curiosity sadly i cannot show you because I am limited by these uh, crystals you have around the city. Yes, if you try to cast an illusion to deceive me, yes. I do not wish to cast anything. I only want your. I only want to convince you of my entity. <clears throat> well, you have my curiosity, but you can stop by telling me how you know about Damien Nobadai's grave. I know there's a dungeon underneath, and I have to get there before someone else does. Yes. <clears throat> Try and roll a persuasion check. Yep, that's a 22. He looks like he's relaxing a little bit more, letting his guard down. Okay, um, the thing you need to know is that the most undead that come alive here always do around that grave, that area. Right. Like it's a source. 
but I am not allowed to go down there. I am not allowed to go inside the grave. But it has also been told through my ancestry that one will come and take it away. And if I say nocturnal, what will you say? Cree. Okay, I am convinced. I like to believe I am that man. Thank you, sir. But you go down at own risk. I cannot aid you. Thank you, sir. That is all I ask. Yes. But there is dangers down there. Know this. But I, the towers can, of course, not affect you on the ground. No, they will not affect me on the ground. That's, uh, that's good. Well, come on, then. Let's let's go to the grave. Yes, sir. And he takes you outside, takes a torch, because it's uh, dim out. Yeah, of course. And you go by the royal area and by the middle class area. And then you come to uh, a place that looks like it's not been kept like the other places. The grass has grown violently. Uh, a tree has grown covering most of the place. And it seems like bones are lying on top of the ground here as well. And then he pushes uh, the tree a little bit back. And a grave stone emerges with the name of Damien Abadiah. Okay, yeah. Well, looks like we're here. Do you know how to get underneath? Yeah, I do. We have to dig. Fun. And he has shovel in his hand and gives it to you. Well, I guess there's only one thing to do. And I relieve myself of any uh, bags and pouches. And I just start digging. He just sits down on a neighboring grave, looking at you while you do so, and asks you, enlighten me, who are you? I am Sovan Velfarin. Yes, I learned that much. I am truly sorry, but I can't, I can't reveal too much about myself. Pity. But you should know that I am here in the name of Valra, and that is all I can say. Hmm. Well, let's just say I hope Valra is with you. When you go down there, you go into the dark. Yeah, he's with me always. And then he uh, takes a lantern that is lying on the tomb next door, lights it up with his torch, puts it beside his grave and says, I will have to do my rounds now. Make Balra protect you. And he leaves. Thank you, sir. May he protect you too. He always does. He always does. So you continue digging. Yeah, of course, I'll take until I can't take no more. Okay, you come to a point um, where you uh, come to us uh, like a steel chest ding, 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 down on the ground. And you hear, as soon as you okay. knock it, ding, you like hear whispers. I'm uh, quickly looking around me to see if it's coming from, from the vicinity or if it's from the chest itself. You, with your personal perception, can sense that it's coming from underneath. Okay. Well, it's not the most comforting of sounds, but I will have to keep digging. Yeah. Uh, as you try now and dig around, you come to an, to an what looks like a steel coffin. Coffin, yeah. Okay, I will try to clear uh, the coffin for any mud no, around so I have access to the whole coffin. Yeah. So you move your dirt around 
uh, to free the cover. Yeah. And I will try to. If I look at it, it's just uh, cold hard steel. Nothing. Uh, no inscriptions. No anything. No. Just steel. Okay. I will try to investigate the coffin to see if there's anything that could lead me to opening it. Roll investigation. Six. Six. Well, you don't you don't notice any specific uh, things around, except what you see, which is like I told you, a steel coffin, and the lid obviously has an edge around. Okay. Yeah, I will try to, of course, just try to open it, see if it just opens. When you pull on, um, you notice that something is blocking it. You can't completely pull it off. Okay. I will, I will try to search, you know, underneath the edges of the chest to see if there's a lock anywhere. Yeah, when you, when you come to the corners, you see a skeleton finger coming up and, like, a hook holding the lid. Okay. In each corner. I'll try to pick up uh, a dagger and nudge it under to see if I can uh, break the finger. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, roll a sleight of hand for me? For position. Four? Four. No, uh, you can't get the blade uh, underneath the finger because it's so tight. Because um, there's a finger in every corner. I can't nudge it open. There's no fifth finger anywhere. No. I have a crowbar. I will try and just force it open with a crowbar. Okay, can you then roll a strength check, but use advantage with your crowbar? 18. Yeah. As soon as you try to get the crowbar underneath the finger, um, it is bone, it it breaks that easily. You couldn't Mm -hmm. get your knife underneath it anywhere. You couldn't get the crowbar either, but when you try to jam the crowbar inside, it breaks the finger. Okay. Then I will try to lift the lid off the chest. And it opens easily. Yikes, this became a 50-minute episode. Ooh, long one. Now nah, try to keep it between 45, 40 to 50 minutes. Sometimes it's just too excited to cut it short, like this one. Anyway, Sovan has opened the crypt, and then next week we're gonna see him go down, down, down. It's gonna be exciting to see what happens then. This was episode 15. See you next week, nerds. Goodbye. Thanks for stopping by.